0: I'm Brie. I'm Mar. And I'm Alexis. And this
1: is
2: Journeys to Journos, where we share our journeys to becoming journalists
1: and talk to the people we've met along the way.
0: Hello, hello, friends. Here we are. Hi. We've got a podcast. Just like everyone else in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we have
1: decided to hop on the podcast train uh, to talk about the one thing we know best. Our journey into journalism.
2: I mean, why not, right? Like, especially, like, during COVID, we're just home, hanging out, outside of work. Like, this seems like a cool little project that we can work on.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think, at least for the three of us, in my mind, this is our group text come to life. Like, we're constantly texting each other for advice. What do I do? How do I do this when it comes to work and all things related to that? Because we're the only three people that really get what we're all going through. So,
1: And we're all going through it kind of at the same time. It's really surreal to not just graduate, but all of us graduate into a pandemic and then trying to cover it from our bedrooms.
2: Yeah, which I think we've always thought that this was going to be like a super stressful time in our lives, just like the start of our careers. And like you're saying, Alexis, like getting out of college and jumping straight into you know washington dc political coverage it's like a beast and the fact that we're doing it while having to work from home um it's interesting it's not like the news has slowed down at all just because everyone's remote um yeah
0: if anything it's picked
1: up times a hundred i do so much more work it's absolutely insane
2: yeah even since like us deciding to do this the amount of we could make like at least 10 episodes just from the last two weeks (sighs) Alone.
0: Let's not.
2: (laughs) Anyway, I think
0: maybe it'd be best if we actually shared who we are and how we got here and even how we all know each other. Yeah, totally. So just a quick little intro. My name is Brianna. I am originally from New Jersey. The three of us know each other because we all went to American University together in
2: Washington, D.C. Don't you love when you say American University and they're like, which American University? University?" And you're like,
1: the (laughs) American
0: University. We all majored in journalism and we all have, I'm just going to say it, we all have pretty cool jobs.
1: Yeah, And
0: I'm really proud of all of us for that. And I think we should all be proud of one another. So, oh,
1: thanks, we Listen, we did this thing within a year of graduating in a pandemic, finding a job in journalism, and that's a lot.
0: Listen, we can gas ourselves up about that. It's something I'm super proud of for myself, for both of you. I work as a digital producer for Politico, which is a relatively newer job out of the three of us. I started in October kind of before the madness although there was a lot of madness that existed before that so yeah that's a little bit about me
1: so I currently work as an engagement producer for USA Today and I know that title sounds kind of like vague-ish but (laughs) I, I work with the social media department and emerging platforms and I'm like part tiktok influencer part graphic designer
2: yes watch out washington post alexis is coming for you
1: yeah dave jorgensen better watch out i'm for it. i'm coming for you. title fully
0: throw his name out there
1: coming for you dave but like um, come on to our podcast and talk to us dave please talk to please us please
0: tell us how you got there
1: <laughs> i need to know um but more but like yeah um it's really it's a really fun interesting job and you know i because i'm in the social media side of it i end up you know, seeing a lot of the headlines and feeling a lot of that information before it goes out onto the, onto the interwebs and turning the journalism that the amazing journalism that has been done at USA Today into a variety of other formats, whether it be TikToks or Instagram, you know, uh, photo galleries, or even um, this other platform called Google Web Stories, like the new one that we've started working on. There's a lot of different facets to being an engagement producer
2: that sounds awesome alexis i i'm always so fascinated by both of my friends because specifically how different all of our jobs are i feel like every time in our group chat it's so interesting like how especially covering similar beats how it all impacts our work separately and differently so i um am mariah I am originally from New York, as well as Alexis. Did you say that? Oh, I didn't. I'm from okay, New York. we're those obnoxious people that have to always like explain Imagine that we're yeah we're
1: from, from New York. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: although, would you? I was actually asking Bree because we've been in D.C. for so many years. Like we've lived here for almost <laughs> half a decade.
0: I, I mean, at, at what point do you start to say I'm from Washington D.C. Not that you're from here, but you're hailing from there wherever you go.
1: I don't know. It's hard to be like I'm... Because we're not like... From, we're from not. I, I don't, don't want to like, ever disrespect anyone that's actually from the DMV. Right. Like, like, I don't want to. I, j- I don't want to jack that because they'll come get you. Like right. Black China will come get you if you say you're from DC. Tokyo not. Tony. Will. Tokyo Tony. Black China
2: doesn't really claim. She's okay, right. this is a separate podcast. I was <laughs> say, wait a minute, we're I'm taking so a hard turn. <laughs>
1: okay. I, we don't want to jack that we're from the DMV, but DC has kind of become it's our second home. home. Yeah. It's totally. But home. I. It's
2: become home exactly. Totally. But definitely like a proud New Yorker, proud Latina, and all of that. But I. am am a reporter researcher at time magazine and i hope eventually in our podcast we can kind of like further get into i mean i guess that's the whole point is talking about our journeys to get to this point i mean we're still at the start of our career so we have so much to learn and we're hoping to literally learn with a lot of exciting guests that we have planned to to come on here Uh, but we do i think have like stuff to share as well especially just coming out of college and and going through the whole process especially during covid we've all just had to kind of be very flexible um like brie before politico was at like a local affiliate which is not politico you know
0: yeah before politico i was at nbc washington as a digital content producer for them similar title very different role covering the dmv largely related to covid and all of the racial reckoning that happened last summer um i think those are stories for another day but just understanding that the pandemic brought with it a whole set of challenges outside from just graduating and becoming an adult it was many layers on top of one big daunting experience and i think each of us really had to find the best way to navigate it, and we still are. That's the craziest thing of all is that we're still in this. Luckily, there's slightly an end in sight, but I think for the most part, this podcast is something we wish we had when we were starting our journeys, going into college, making those decisions, trying to get the internships and navigating our way through. Just to have that advice and look to people slightly older than us to be like, how did you actually make those steps? Who did you talk to? What were the decisions that you had to make I remember we were calling each other about what type of health insurance (laughs) we were supposed to be signing up for at work. So just having those little sets of tidbits of advice or funny stories or just like things for us to even look back on and be able to recall and be like, wow, that's actually how we got here.
1: Yeah, because things move so quickly, you know, in the news business and things move even faster when you're a college student like those four years go so quickly it didn't it doesn't seem like they do but it was over like it was over like that and being able to almost have this as uh as like a time capsule of how how far we've come and like because, and
2: where we're going and where we're
1: going <laughs> like this is not the end y'all there's so many places to go and so many amazing people that we that we work with now. And I think that's one of the most, like, you know, that was another important aspect of the podcast that we wanted to bring in, was talking to other people because, you know, our journey to becoming journalists wasn't a path that we walked alone. There's so many people who helped us, who we learned from, who we interned under, who taught us in class. And they're all, you know, incredible people and accomplished, so accomplished in their own rights that we would love to, actually hear their journey because we we just know where we see them we see them as our you know as our co-workers as our managers as our professors but they're whole people they've had their own journey and and, and journalism's
2: to to not linear I mean the way no. that all of us get to that end goal that we have I mean especially again all three of us I mean we've all had within you know having maybe a similar degree and living in the same city absolutely different experiences of how we've gone to our first entry-level jobs, which is, you know, where we're at, we're at the start of our careers. But I love what Bree said earlier about wishing that we had something like this in college, which I totally agree. I think that it's hopefully more relatable that we are kind of at the start and we have similar questions, but maybe a, a a little bit more years than maybe like a freshman in college. Like, we totally can give you the advice on like how to score that internship and and how to make those initial connections, because I think that's kind of, like, the hardest part, It's just, like, when I first came to D.C., you're starting from zero, you know, and in many ways, I think you don't have to be into journalism to listen to this. There isn't enough, like, transparency about the work that goes into the news that people receive on their phones, and, you know, even Brie was, like, laughing this morning, because she, on the back end for Politico, and she's digital producing, is, like, going through picking her stuff and then you go on you know we go on our phones and it pops up you literally see it someone sharing and you're like oh my god i literally had to do that yesterday so you don't have to be in journalism to be interested in knowing what are the behind the scenes of this stuff
1: and we do you know we are part of the journalism industry but there's so much more stuff to that than just the reporting side of it
0: totally i mean i think it's funny when i talk to people and they say oh well what do you do for work and i say oh, well, I work in media, I work in journalism. They're like, well, what do you do? And I say, I'm a digital producer. And they go, well, what does that mean? (laughs) And to some degree, when I talk to the two of you and I say, oh, well, I produce stories for the web and I add elements and enhancements and the long laundry list of things that consume my days, if I said that to my mom or my friend who has zero knowledge of any of that, they look at me sideways like, huh? So it's just, it's funny to me that we all get each other in a sense of our day-to-day or the questions that we have or the issues that even come up within our newsrooms or in our day-to-day tasks. So I think for us, that was a really big motivator in wanting to get this thing off the ground.
1: And I hope that's something else we can offer like to our listeners as we talk about our jobs and jobs we've had and the people we talk to about you know their careers that it'll open up doors and give you ideas of you know places that our our listeners can go when you start off being like oh i want to be a journalist you you think about having a job that you can see you think about just being you know that anchor on the news or the pundit you see on you know on cable but there's a whole there's so many other cogs in that wheel and you don't know that until you get in the job and you realize you are talking to a whole team of people and they do so many really essential things to keeping just the the industry itself running, but you don't know that that's there. And I think
0: totally. being able
1: to talk to other people about their jobs that aren't at the forefront mm-hmm. will give more people an, an, you know, an in and a way to figure out where they fit in journalism.
0: 100%. I was on a call the other day with an old professor of mine who is really a sounding board in a lot of ways for some of these other bigger questions that maybe we can't answer for each other. And she said to me, you know, there used to be a very linear path in this career field. It looked like a ladder, right? Like you, one rung to the next, to the next, to the next, and it basically got you where you wanted to go and now i think there's probably an astronomical number of jobs that didn't exist back then and that's what she said to me I she mean, says, oh, now it's a jungle talker right I,
1: that that <laughs> job didn't exist that job did not exist maybe <laughs> not even 6, six months, months ago before, 100% <laughs> while i was still a fellow i don't think that job even existed right
0: and now our careers look like jungle gyms right it's swinging from one place to the next and climbing and crawling and zigzagging all around shout out to amy Eisman. <laughs> really <laughs> that woman i swear she keeps me going amy eisen
1: please on the podcast
0: (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway I think that that's really true for each of us because we're all in places we didn't necessarily see ourselves being in but I think we're really happy that we ended up where we are because of the opportunities that it's given us which
2: there's always an element of like letting go and letting it be especially because it's that jungle not linear situation and we um when talking about COVID that was like so required to just kind of yes, like we've all taken the same, you know, requirements for this degree and all that great stuff. But once we graduated and we're kind of like kicked off that ledge, it really was like, okay, well, what, what's it going to be for each of us? It's a pretty sheer drop. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, uh, amazing after you turn that tassel, what it really, what it really means to be a graduate and have to navigate that world. And then a pandemic, (laughs) I think that was kind of our intention with this first episode was kind of talk about what COVID did for each of us and kind of the different positions that it put us in.
1: At the beginning of the year, um, I accepted a fellowship with USA Today um, and I was super excited because it was with the video department and I had been in the office. I had started, you know, commuting to work and been a part of a newsroom for three straight months and I took a weekend off to like take a vacation in March. And as soon as I came back, it was, I had to take all my stuff home. When that happened, I was unprepared to work from my room for a full 40 hour week. Like, I did not have enough desk space. Uh, I had to find, uh, you know, a second monitor, like, and just really rearrange. How my workflow was, because I had something set. I had been in the office. I had been learning from all these amazing other people on like how to get things done and how it works with them. And that had to change. I do feel like the office itself was prepared to work from home. Like the actual transition of you know um, communicating with other people and having team video calls set up. Because USA Today is pretty national as uh, a national publication. So they've kind of seems like they've always kind of had to deal with people being in different time zones and different areas. But it was a smooth transition company wise, but personally, it was hard. It was a hard adjustment. Yeah, 100%. and you had
2: like that physical experience, which in news is like so important. Like that's fundamental. And, yeah, it's such an element to it. Like the hustle and bustle, and the you know right. doors swinging, and news
1: news and you, is breaking. Every the time. urgency and, of it all, right. you know, and seeing everybody move to one area to try to try to get something done and talk to each other and figure it out. Like it's the it's the rush that makes makes it a news feel worth it a lot of times yeah
0: totally a hundred percent and then to have to do that alone in the comfort of your house I mean I remember to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying I was working as a digital content producer with NBC4 same exact thing like weeks before the pandemic we were still finishing our senior year Mariah and I so we were on our last spring break ever and what we call our season finale because it was the last sense of normal life that we have had since um
2: what a great season finale it was but truly
0: when we got off the plane coming back from london amazing but when we got off the plane my boss was calling me and texting me saying like we're gonna have a courier bring a computer to you our team is the first to go remote we were the digital team in a broadcast newsroom and i mean i was scared i was flat out scared i was so to be brutally honest, insecure in the job I was in. I felt like I was still training and learning the ropes. I worked weekend shifts in the mornings alone by myself. And to actually physically be alone in that was just so daunting. And I remember just thinking like, oh my gosh, you don't even realize the element of being in a newsroom until you're not anymore. And I think that was a very big struggle in the beginning and navigating that sense of adjustment and we had no idea how long it was going to last either and I think that that was a big thing at the time was balancing actually adjusting to that with the reality of the world like every single day I was looking at numbers of people in the DMV in DC in Maryland and Virginia dying getting sick publishing those numbers on the web just thinking over and over again like these are people's lives, these are people getting sick, and they're people who live down the street from me, or a 10-minute drive away, or whatever it may be, like, that's, that's our community, you know, and I think balancing your responsibilities as an individual in a job with the reality of a global pandemic, like, that is absurd, you know, so I think, That was a big, big challenge in the beginning, regardless of whether you were employed, whether you were a student, as a human being.
2: Yeah, and we used to, like, check on Bree because, (laughs) um, no, I mean, when you were talking about, like, the local level coverage, it really is, like, it's down to the nicks and crannies of someone like Bree having to watch those pressers and look into those numbers and update those files and a lot of, you know, the majority of America has, like, the option of kind of unplugging when they want to. But when covering local and COVID, I mean, when those two things come together, it's it could be really mentally challenging.
0: Yeah, and we were... I think also grappling with the loss of our senior year. I remember
1: mm, that was hard.
0: Us realizing we're not gonna see people that we've gone to school with for nearly four years, maybe ever again. Professors we're not gonna see. We also have to finish this thing.
1: Like yeah, we have you guys to were halfway through your senior year and lost graduation. I mean that's even even in that scenario when we didn't
2: get to have that graduation, we made the best of it. And that's literally what the last few months in going into this job cycle is, whether it's Alexis, you know, having to switch and no longer go to an office or Brie being at her, you know, local affiliate station and then having to find new employment because COVID literally impacted her well, job.
0: I had gotten an offer from NBC4. I had previously interned with them and I was on the phone with my old supervisor and she had mentioned to me that someone was leaving on maternity leave and that the team was going to need a full-time producer to come in and help out. Long story short, I went through an interview process and ended up getting the job with them. And I was working 40 hours a week, two days of the weekends. I mean, I was committing a lot of my time in addition to the end of my senior year. And it was probably the greatest opportunity I could have had for the six months that I had it. I mean, I was covering a pandemic. I was covering what eventually came about with the protests and the racial reckoning and the challenges that this country faced at a local level, but also in the nation's capital it was a really interesting situation to be in and then after that was August when the woman who had her child was coming back to work and the station didn't have money to keep me on I mean that was a reality people were facing in March and then something I was confronted with in August and I mean it was a blow it was a minor expectation it was something I had partially anticipated because I knew she was always coming back but losing a job is not an easy thing to have to deal with on top of the fact that you can't go out, you can't meet people to interview with them, you can't really look for a job in a physical sense, it's all again through your network which I think we'll talk about at some point but I got really lucky in the sense that I leaned on people that I knew and friends that I knew in places that I wanted to work and it ended up working out in my favor that I was able to leverage all of that and ended up with the job that I'm in now which took a huge 180 and was in national news and then we had an election and tons of other things that have since happened but yes there was a long journey along the way and many 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 challenges that we all overcame right we all confronted them
1: and I think you know I, I definitely did appreciate the opportunity that came with having to work from home and stuff like that because i was still in a comfortable setting to deal with so much stressful news because covering the coronavirus pandemic it it totally took over the news cycle which as it should have it was the most important thing that was happening in the world at the time but but it was
2: also like a census year an election year and every everything possible happened
1: and crazy amount of other things that are happening that year but it just like totally took over. And I had, you know, so st- there's subjects that I like to cover. Like, I had enjoyed being a politics intern before, and specifically, like, a race and reporting focus when I was at American University um, was something that was really interesting to me. But, you know, uh, until, like, Black Lives Matter kicked back in, that kind of took a backseat to the type of content that I was working on because it was all COVID. It was, you know, and I worked on motion graphics at the time, so it was explainer videos of you know here's how the actual virus works and you should keep your windows open to make sure there's enough air circulation or you know a short video reminding you that here's who gets a check from the bailout money and here's who doesn't like all of it was everything i was working on was still connected to the pandemic
0: totally and i think every reporter in this country turned to cover covid in some capacity that came with such exceptional mental capacity. I mean, the the ability to compartmentalize was so essential in that, in the sense that you were working at home and you were living at home and you were socializing at home in the sense of Zoom or whatever it was you were doing. And you had we're we're like it's still in this the Zoom ha- <laughs> we like to think Zoom of it ha- in the past ha- tense. We're right. still living in this now, but I think in the beginning it was very, very, very intense, and there was a really strong sense of collectivism that I don't think exists anymore. And I think that actually helped. I think for me being able to look at you, Alexis, and you, Mariah, to be like, my friends are going through this too. Their work is consumed by this too, brought this greater sense of, we can get through this, we can do hard things. We will make it out at some point. We don't know when that is, but it will happen.
2: Yeah, And we obviously have, our days, and we have them often. But I will say, seeing that Alexis had Alexis graduated a few months before us, the semester before. so I did. She I graduated had,
1: December. I graduated December twenty
2: nineteen. Yeah. So she was already, you know, situated in her year long fellowship. Bree had that that gig at NBC Four because of the maternity leave. I was in a situation where my last semester in my senior year, I was at CNN interning. And I was their Hill intern, basically just, like, chasing people around, getting bites, going to the pressers. And it was interesting how everything shifted to COVID starting in February, where the questions that I was having to ask those, you know, congressmen started changing. And I sensed, like, okay, like, this is getting more intense. Like, Pence is here and everyone's, like, trying to find him to see what is it that's going on. And I wish I had known that that was going to be like my last day at CNN. But I mean, we didn't know that everything was going to shut down the way that it did. And so most people that had like internships anywhere, you know, it was either paused, remote, completely ended. And so in the case of CNN, it fully ended unexpectedly. And it was hard managing the fact that, you know, we didn't have a graduation and all these things, but also... I need a job, and the internship that I just had just completely removed our entire cohort from work, Um, So which was really tough, and I remember panicking and and all that stuff, but, you know, everything works out for a reason, and I was able to get this gig at time. It's so funny, because I'm a big stressor. I'm always, like, planning all these things, and I'm like, you know, this needs to go this way, and you know, months later, I've been able to do, I think, a lot more than I would have been able to do anywhere else, at least at this point in my career. And so when you guys talk about so much COVID coverage, I joined the DC politics team. So we were really focused on election coverage these last few months. And I was able to kind of make my own beat within that. And so I've been able to cover Gen Z and black and Latino youth and it's so cool that This company is like letting me explore that more. So yeah, it all works out like we were all panics We were all freaking out. Yeah, very panicked.
0: Yeah, I think One thing that we learned it's funny because the role I was in at NBC for if you had told me as a freshman that I would have had that job my senior year and after graduation I wouldn't have believed you. Like that would have been a dream job
1: of mine, I was, right? I was totally not expecting to end up where I did, and I'm yeah. very happy about it. Oh, and I totally. think
0: I think a lot of that comes with leaning into the unknown, take in the discomfort. I never would have had that opportunity if I had landed an internship I was interviewing for at the same time that left me heartbroken when they called and told me that I didn't get it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for each of us, we've all had those moments where. <laughs> The thing we think is that is in front of us at the time is not what we're supposed to be doing or is not what we end up doing and we don't realize that the new opportunity brings along so much for us to do, for us to accomplish, for us to try, right? Like, I think we've all been challenged in doing new things this past year that we would have never even thought of trying otherwise.
2: Yeah. You have to be flexible. And then you have to be ready. And I think yes. we had that second part. And our next few episodes, we're going to break down, you know, how is it that you're going to be ready? You know, this is a tough
1: industry. So yeah, there's that yeah. element as well. To- totally. Like having your having your ducks in a row and getting your portfolio together and your resume together like that is, you know, a super important part of the process because you want to make sure you you look ready when they when someone looks at you a hundred percent out okay like you have a
2: story to pitch because they're down a reporter or the amount of shifts that that you know brie has taken <laughs> she was just saying today maybe she should have taken an extra shift on a saturday you know i mean there there's a whole element of of that to this as well
1: very much
0: nice.
2: yeah i think each of us has
0: a multitude of stories and experiences, trials, failures, things we liked, things we loved, things we maybe didn't feel that great about from the last four and a half, almost five years that we've really started our journey to becoming journalists. I mean, we are journalists, right? Like, we are. Let's give ourselves credit. And I think also, like, as women in this industry we have a unique experience i think as people who had zero connections from the start also have a unique experience what that looks like what that means how you use them
1: right and you know we hope that you come along with us for the journey and listen to our journeys and we hope we get to hear some of yours
2: yeah we've got some really exciting stuff coming up so be sure to tune in
1: and now for the tks here's what's to come February is Black History Month, so Journeys to Journos is going to be talking about what it means to be BIPOC in the news industry, the good, the bad, and everything in between.
0: And you can find us on Twitter at J2J underscore podcast, where you can sign up for our newsletter.